Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Sans Pants Radio, eh? Jolly good. Hey everyone, just letting you know that Gabe's book is available to download on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for Boone Shepherd. We're releasing one chapter a week, or if you want to buy the whole thing in one big old chunk, just head to sanspantsradio.podkeep.com. Also, happy birthday to Dylan Gorman, who's turning 19. That's sick, man. What a good year. Happy birthday. Have I a hope good you one. Get a car. Yeah. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need fixing, and this week it's uh, Star Trek Beyond. I'd like to call it Star Trek colon. Beyond, beyond her. <laughs> beyond the unknown. Keep uh, on beyonding. Keep, oh, the, uh, beyond hard? Hmm. Beyond harder. Beyond what? darkness. <laughs> what did we think of Star Trek Beyond? Because I, I, I went in expecting not a lot, and I left expecting not a lot. I got, my opinion just didn't change. Yeah, I kind yeah, of... Yeah, I, I flatlined. I, like, we saw it together, and it yeah. ended. I think I turned to you guys, and I went, I just don't care. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I don't, and I want to after watching, investing time into a trilogy. Mm. You want to care, and I don't care about any of the characters. I think I even decided to say just not purely on a whim because you were just like Star Trek, and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah sure. Why not? I'm in the city, fucking. Yeah. Uh, I think the best part was there was in the film, and I think this sums up the film perfectly. There was a moment where, like, if it was a good. A good movie full of a really excited audience, people would have clapped, but there wa- it wasn't. So instead, we just got this <laughs> one single clap by one single person during the music bit. No, 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 no. no. What was the clap? during the was it when they showed the Spock photo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, they they show the old the old crew and everyone. Yeah. Just one person clapped, and I was like, "Who did that?" It's just nice. a, it was a fit- single clap. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even, I'd, I'd tuned out. By I then. was nudging Tom like, "Someone clap! Someone <laughs> actually clapped!" Shut up! The movie's still going. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it was a bit of an ambivalent because it was. It's not bad. Oh, it's not. No, it's not. Not hey, look, bad. It's, it's it, fine. It, it's not worse than Into Darkness. No, in, it's no. better than Into Darkness. You've got to work Darkness really is... hard to be worse than Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. Oh, Into Darkness makes me mad. <laughs> why? Why was he? Why? Why did he pick up a jacket? Who was he running? Who was that for? He was still being chased. It's for us, He's still man. running. Why, why did he do it? Why did he do? The, why did he put on the jacket piece, so that we could go? Of hey, he's garbage. Calm. It is. It's. It's. Let's reboot the franchise and then remake one of its most famous films. Because the first one, great. First one's excellent. I, I really, really enjoy that because yeah. I'm not a giant Trek. I'm not a Trek fan either. That's the first Star Trek. I'm I'd not seen. at all. Mm. It, I've I, only I, seen I've these seen, three films. I've yeah. seen four. Okay. <laughs> the uh, brilliant Star Trek Nemesis starring Tom Hardy, <laughs> of course, as Patrick Stewart's like client. I don't even yes. know what it's about. Yeah. It's real weird though. Is Tom Hardy good in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. That's and that was it. That's really because I'm not a big like so like I've got a pitch for like to fix mm. it, but like bearing in mind that I'm not like a big 
Trek guy. No, fair enough. I think you're either like you are or you aren't. Yeah. There's no yeah. middle ground. Oh, I'm a half trekker. I'm a half trekker. Just one, just one I'm spock a, here. I'm a decaf trekker. Yeah. You know, he's all right. I'm not full. <laughs> no, no, I think it's it, it, the 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 first Star Trek that we got in this new series. I think did a really long way in appeasing and trying to get new fans, the people who just liked movies, and it's just like, all right then, see. But but also still tapped into the market mm. of people who love to be like, hey. We want new people to come to Star Trek, but we still want you guys to know that Star Trek's good. Yeah. You know, we're still, we're still, and that's why Spock is in it. Yes. You know, yes. Anymore. and I think I have a feeling as much as that's a great tip of the hat in the first film, I feel like it has become, and this is no disrespect to Leonard Nimoy, who is a, you know, mm-hmm. rest in peace, God among men, but I think putting him in that original film has kind of been like an ankle bracelet that yeah. doesn't let them leave the house. They can only go so far because they've still got to be tethered to time traveling old Spock. Yeah, I just, it was one of the not anymore. One of the well, not anymore, but, <laughs> but one of the biggest things I hated oh. in the um, hmm. Into Darkness was that just quick conference call about like, oh, what do you know about Khan? Oh, he's an asshole. Kill him. All right, thank you. Mm. It just wasn't needed. No, it, it would have been needed. better if Spock just had a fucked off at the end of. Yeah, or like, hey, oh, oh, I can go back into the new, the old, my old timeline. Bye bye, and then he just chips off. That would be better, actually. But I think they just wanted to, I don't know. I don't really know what it is. Anyway. Um, anyway, so. It happened and here we are. Yeah. So. With that in mind, what I've kind of done, this is like a Frankenstein Star Trek movie because I've taken bits that like kind of don't work in Into Darkness. Mm. And the All bits of them? that. Yep. Yeah, uh, and kind of the bits that don't work in. Okay, so the bits that sort of work in Into Darkness and the bits mm. that kind of work in Beyond are kind of stuck them together cool. yeah, to did... make Beyond Beyonder. Because <laughs> um, it did feel like. Almost kind of the they, same. They just rehash the same story. Like military are the evil guys. Got it. Yeah, and and the federation has definitely done some by that bad third things. act, it's like oh, same. Yeah, it's yeah. it's exactly the yeah. same. Um, I also in my film Idris Elba just looks like Idris Elba the whole oh, good. time. I didn't actually. I forgot that he was in the movie, so I didn't <laughs> yeah, know yeah. that it was him until you, <laughs> until he vaguely looked like him at the end a bit, and I'm like, oh. oh but yeah. I don't understand how like an aging a thing that allows you to live forever would would turn you into that, or if it would turn mm. you into that. You'd be able to somehow go back, like if he's been absorbing energy off people all this time. Why didn't he just constantly look like Idris Elba? Good point. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't answer this. For right. well, I, well, I, or, maybe he. Maybe he's got more willpower than I say I would have. Where I would constantly just look like myself because I'm like keeping consuming like people. Whereas he's like, I'll only have a taste. Because I'm like, no, I'm hungry. Give me that. But how many? How many people does he have to have then so that he looks vaguely like Idris Elba at the end? I don't know. Did he just eat a whole crew? Because there's no one that he could eat. Who did he eat? Who does he kill? Yeah, when he lands. <laughs> I'll be honest, I drifted off at that point in the film. Oh, only, I don't remember. I remember him getting lad. kicked in the face by Kirk, and then I was like, hey, it's a Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the final fight in that little floating space box. It's, so, one, yeah. it's one lad, but he just ate beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've already had 75 people on my yeah. ship. And yeah, there's yeah. That, that one more, that's like, you know, just that that one more where it's like, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, but okay. Okay, I guess I'm. And now, you know, I imagine he eats like a like a muppet with those just fingers oh, that yeah. kind of just, you know, Idris <laughs> Elba plays Cookie Monster. Oh, that is a Sesame Street I could get behind. Good. You just imagine he like kicks down the door and says, like, "I've got a grudge." Where me cookie? Oh, bang. <laughs> or it'd be more cockney if you're like, I've got a grouch. Yeah, cockney I'm cancelling sure. the cook apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Still the greatest line in a bad movie. Ever. Still, still, the, tonight, great line, still the greatest line in the greatest movie. Correction. It is you an amazing actually a fan of that film. I love that film. Really? I do. I enjoyed oh, it. Man. I had a good time. They did, a, they did an episode on it. Yeah. Johnny? Yeah, I didn't catch that one. <laughs> the sequel, because the first one was flawless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was Rim Harder, yeah? Damn right. Yeah. This is going to be beyond rimming. <laughs> uh, all right. Shall I? Uh, yes. Shall, yeah. we, shall we jump on board the jump aboard. Enterprise? Yes. Yep. As told by Handsome Tom. Yes. Yep. All right. So there are things that I liked about it, so I've tried to keep them. Uh, and some of the some of the some of the things that they do that they just kind of miss or they don't do enough of, in my opinion. I've tried to hammer home a bit more. Um, Alice Eve is back in this one. Good. Because I don't know why she's not in the third one. Who was Alice? Eve? Oh, she was the Carol. daughter. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carol, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. the scientist doctor. Um, the one in lingerie for a bit. Yeah, yeah and everyone the, was like, that's the, the one that Damon Lindelof was like, oh, there's a woman in it. Better get her in her underwear. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I read a thing Simon Pegg said they didn't put her in because they didn't have a use for her. And so instead of just having a wasted character, they'll just like mm. be like, she wasn't there, but she's still alive in the canon, so she can come back for the next one, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think but it's they, like, if that's also, your reason for they, not having her in. No, no, it was worse. It was if we included her, we would have had to kill her or some shit like that. No, but well, so oh, that's really? what I don't understand. Yeah, like they they should have brought her in to kill her instead of that fucking face hugger headed woman. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe I've got nothing there. No, except like oh, good because you know she was a bit grim. So. <laughs> She's nah. got a fucking claw on the back. Good because that real grossed me out. Like I was that was. <laughs> She's got a backwards vagina on her head. Oh, Get did, her out of here. I did not like that backwards <laughs> face hugger. I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but the thing. So the quote that me. I read. Did you actually? So you read that? I read the thing from Simon uh, Pegg was just we didn't know what to do with her. But I'm like, well, you didn't give a lot for like. Zulu, uh, what's his name? Zulu, Zulu and Uhura. Um, Can I say Uhura's been shafted in the she's last? She's been shafted films. since the first. Like the first one, she was good. Yep. Second one, fuck. What was her role? She disappeared in the third act. Like literally, she's not in it. No, she's on the ship. Yeah, she yeah. comes back at the end. Like, oh, oh yeah, she's too. And then, um, yeah, in this one does nothing. Yeah. So don't just, put just her in there. up with Simon Spock Pink. and then gets back with him at the end of the movie. But you don't even see the breakup. The breakup happens while they're in space. Yeah. Yeah, it's an off-screen breakup. She's literally there so they can have a joke about Spock being a stalker. About the necklace. The necklace. The tracking mm. yeah. device thing in there, yeah. But, you know, I might keep in this one. That's a good gag. Um, <laughs> the line is... Just give her more to do. So Simon Pegg said the worst thing to do would be to have her in the film and have that character be killed, and that felt like a cynical thing to do. Then just don't kill her. Huh? Yeah, why do you yeah, have to bring her in and give her a purpose? <laughs> give her a function. Yeah, yeah, give yeah, her something yeah. to do. Take away some even of your if, Scottish screen she... time and give it to her. Oh. Is he more Scottish in this one? <clears throat> he's. I think he's less Scottish. Do you reckon? I think he's <laughs> less Scottish than he was in the first film. He's really Scottish when he first shows up. I think his Scottish accent dips a little. Oh. I love Simon Pegg. Oh, he's great. I love him. For the record, but I think yeah. his Scottish accent isn't as, you know, I'm. it's barely like, oh, I'm going to do this and now I'm not very Scottish anymore. But now I am. Spearships. It's not bad, Tom. <laughs> spearships. We're going to go I into want space. more Welsh people on a goddamn <laughs> spaceship. We're going with the spears. Oh, fuck. Oh. Anyway, uh, yes. Star Trek Welsh Beyond. <laughs> so we're going to open with a montage in the similar sense uh, to the montage. It's not even really a montage. It's just one scene in the original. And basically it's, it's a montage in which Kirk... He's narrating the captain's log where he's talking about how his life was very episodic and he's flying out to all uh, these wink, places. Nudge, all that. Fuck you. I really <laughs> no, like, like that bit. No, yeah. <laughs> I like that too. I like, <laughs> hey, that's good. But it, it ties into the rest of this. So basically he talks about what they're doing, how they're exploring, and the initial excitement behind that and how they're basically flying to all these planets trying to get people to join the Federation. Yep. Uh, but it's just not going very well. Yep. Did they mention the film how long they've been out there? We said we're halfway through our six-year okay, cool. journey, so about that. Uh, basically, we see James doing that thing where he's trying to unite a, a race of aliens um, and they attack him and he gets quickly sped back to the thing. He's warped back. Um, and so he's been explaining that they've been struggling to get people to join the Federation. He gets warped back and then he says the line, you know, but after a while the whole thing is just becoming a bit repetitive and I don't know how long I can keep going. And then again and again we see the same scene with different aliens on different planets. He's trying to convince them. As soon as they see the Star Trek thing, they're just like, nah, get or the Starfleet logo. They're like, nah, bang, fire at him. He gets warped back. He gets warped back. He gets warped. Like it just keeps happening. Oh, I like that. Um, and he, he just keeps talking about how he's got this adventure fatigue um, and basically it's, how, it's affecting everyone on board. You know, it's testing the limits and the patience of our crew um, and the team is starting to fray slightly. It's been a long time and, I feel like it's not going to take much longer for us to be out here before we start unravel, unraveling. That's good. Because I didn't, when, like watching the film, I didn't buy into his wanting to get out and be like vice admiral of the base or whatever his yeah, he doesn't fucking the job do he was going for. He's, he's bored. He wants more adventure. He's sick of the diplomatic mission. It's yeah. boring. Yeah. It's repetitive. The aliens knock him back. Good. They've been out there for so long. And basically then we see him talking about, as he's talking about the other members of the crew, we go onto the ship. Uh, you know, he comes off and he's getting checked out by Bones. And Bones, you know, is goes to get like something and oh, it's Carol's bloody microscope. Get your stuff off my desk, you know, Carol. Good. Jeez, women shouldn't be in the doctor's office, man. <laughs> you know, Carl Urban, greatest thing about all three of the Star Trek films. Yeah, he's the MVP of this Four. of this one, definitely. And he's, I'm giving him exactly the same role. Oh, too. good. Uh, we see Sulu sitting at the uh, sitting at the the flight deck, and he just looks exhausted. Like he just can't. He's he's like barely awake. He's got the photo. I liked the the family giving him a family. That was a nice yeah, touch. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, you then got. Uh, he's, he's knackered, they're doing all that. You've got the Chekhov bit with the alien girl, but I wanted to do it just a little bit 
Morrigan. So he gets kicked out of one room by an alien girl and she slaps him. He's like, ah. Oh. Another alien girl walks past and she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, ah. Oh. And he gets chased away again. <laughs> um, then you have Uhura and Spock having an argument and you actually see what they've been fighting about and how he's talking about how he's you know got to think more about what he's going to do for Vulcan. And she's like, there are whole lots of Vulcans worrying about Vulcan. You're on the Enterprise. You need to be worrying about this kind of stuff. And hmm. just, you know, it's been a few years and I get that you're a Vulcan, but you've got to understand that I've got, you know, they actually have a proper fight in which she isn't just reduced to like angry mean girlfriend. She explains that she still cares for him, but he's got to give her something, you know, the other mm, way. Good. That's um, what I always find missing when there's a breakup in any sort of film. We, we never get both sides. And, and she's got valid points and he's got valid points, but her points are more like, oh, no, I understand, but mm. you're not the only person in this relationship or, yeah. the, or the space or the enterprise. You know? And that's good. Um, Meanwhile, Scotty is down there just trying to like keep the ship calm because even the ship itself is starting to get fatigued. He's like, oh, you know, <laughs> just calm down, you, you wee little <laughs> ship. <laughs> uh, as it finishes that, Kirk says, thankfully we have one last stop, uh, planet through this nebula, um, and on the way back through the nebula we're going to finally have a bit of R&R in Yorktown, a new base. Mm. So they're going to the nebula before they go to Yorktown. Okay. Okay. So as they're flying, they go through the nebula. It's really weird. And they just see this tiny isolated little planet. It's like, all right, you know, hail them down. It's a bit of a weird thing as they go through it. It's not, it's kind of like, oh, shit, intense. And Uhura tries to contact them. She tries like a whole bunch of different languages because that's another thing they never touch on, that she can speak like 400 languages. That's her primary job on the ship, isn't it? She is. She's a translator. Yeah. Okay. So there's none of that at all. So she tries to, she speaks Klingon once into darkness. That's her function is she knows all the languages. That's why she can speak Vulcan. Huh. Mm. Did not know that. Yeah. All right, like, then. That, that's her only job on the ship. Well, no, she's right? a lieutenant. So she's communications and things like that. But her, one of her special skills is that she can speak a lot of languages. Okay. Anyway, so she, she tries to radio them and there's no response. So they scan and there's nothing. And Chekhov's like, we can't get anything. And everyone's like, this is really weird. And Kirk's like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Here we go. Abandoned planet. Mystery. Oh, my God. Adventure. Cool. Yes, this is good. I'm going down. And everyone's like, they're like, no, no, we can't get there. There's a big debate. And Bones is like, this is not a good idea. Like, you should not go down there. And the deciding vote falls to Spock. And Spock's like, I'll do it. <laughs> Why would he do that, though? Because, oh, I'm going to explain this in a minute. I'll get to it in a minute. But Spock's like, well, no, this is the part of our mission. If we complete this, we go back to Yorktown. We'll keep an eye on him. If it gets dangerous, we'll pull him back out again. Like, we have to, we have, we have to it's, our, it's our mission to investigate, so we have to investigate. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're adventurous now, whatever. <laughs> anyway, he's like, I'm going down anyway. Bad luck, guys. So he goes down. Uh, so he walks on this abandoned planet and there's kind of like just just sh- shit everywhere, empty hangars, like huge hangars where ships would be that are just empty and like ruins of things and houses and buildings that just look unused. Mm. Um, anyway, armor and stuff, and he's kind of reeling back to the crew how dangerous it is. And every now and again, we go, as he goes through one bit, we just see like a, a shadow run past the camera. It's like, what the fuck was that? And they're like watching it. And then suddenly up on the ship, like they're like, hang on, what's that? And, and they're scanning the things and Carol, who's the biologist, I think she's actually a, a biologist. I think that's what she does. Yeah. She's like, there's something down there with you. Like we're scanning, we found life forms. And Bones just gets something. He's like, Kirk, get the fuck out of there, man. He's like, no, nah, I've got this. And then wham, Kirk is jumped. This alien jumps out. This humanoid alien jumps out from behind some wreck and just starts just wailing on him. And he's trying to fight her back. It's Jayla from the new film, the white yep. chick with the black lines. Oh, cool. Yep. Who is played by the girl who plays um, amputee knife girl in in Kingsman? Is it? Bladefoot. Oh, really? Plays Jayla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really a good addition yeah. to the whole thing. So she shows up and they're starting to fight, and they can't. They're trying to warp him back, but they can't because she's too close to him, and they're fighting. It's intense. And then she picks him up and she spots the Starfleet insignia. He's like, "Oh, here we go again." And then she stops and she's like, where did you get that? What is that? Oh, this is, you know, some of my Starfleet in Sydney. I got one because I'm a member of the Federation. And she hears the word Federation and she's like, bastard. Bang, starts waiting on him again. Uh, he manages to like push, you know, push her off and just as get away from her, he starts screaming. He's like, now, beam me up now, 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 now. And just as they do it, she jumps and tackles him and bang, they're both on the ship. Cool. So oh, there's a bit of a scuffle, bit of a scuffle, um, and they, they, they lock her up. They basically have a meeting and they decide they're going to take her back to Yorktown with her because what else can they do? Um, they've got to go there anyway to refuel. Scotty's like, the ship won't be able to take her anywhere else. We'll take her back and we'll find out what's going on. But, like, Kirk wants to know why she got so angry about the Federation. 
as they as they kind of fly back, they're flying back through the nebula, and this is a bit where like they would fly through the nebula. We're home. Just to see that, you just sort of see this shape, like drift past the watching from the mm-hmm. other side of the nebula. It's kind of like twinkles a little bit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was that? That was something. Anyway, we're back in Yorktown. Uh, so they've landed in Yorktown. It's uh, you know, it's good times. Good the crew planting, really happy. Planting seeds. Oh, I'm planting so many seeds, man. Mm. The crew are happy to be back on Yorktown. You know, they they got land under them. This is where I think you would actually have the Bones and Kirk birthday bit on Yorktown actually land and they have a little, he's like, hey, you know, I stole this from Chekhov's locker and they get the scotch. Because I quite like that scene. Yeah, that was really nice. nice. Um, I don't think he does the whole, oh, you know, I'm not going to live up to my dad's reputation because we've had that beat before. Mm. I think it's more he's like, I'm older than my dad and that's that's making me feel. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm aware of my own mortality. Yeah. It's a weird thing because like um, weirdly it's it's when your father dies at a certain age. Like I know my dad didn't expect to live past like 50 because that's when his dad died. And so when he hit 51, he was like, hmm, I didn't think I'd be living still. No, no. So you could have that sort of same thing with, with Kirk being like, I'm older than what my father was. I honestly didn't think I'd be here and have him dealing with that. That's, that's kind of cool. Well, yeah, but that, it would be more that than the whole, oh, I'm looking at my father's reputation. Because we've done that. We've done mm-hmm. that both films. Yes. So none of that shit. Uh, so they have that and you have kind of more people kind of enjoying themselves. I think at this point Uhura kind of confronts Spock and she's like, I can't do this. Like we're back on land and I think now I've realised like we just – I keep leaning away from the microphone. Sorry, Zamet. No, sorry. No, I'm turning <laughs> myself off. Um, you know, we, we, we are, I just can't do it anymore. And she goes to give back the necklace and he's like, no, nah, I keep it, you know. And she's like, okay. She's like, I still want to work with you, but you only see me when we're working together. You only see me as working together. And I know that we've got to be professional about it, but we have downtime as well. And even in those moments, you know, you can't separate. You, you just you don't do separation of anything very well. Spock, I just can't do it. Sorry, mate. You know, Spock and the storyline were pretty lucky that she put the necklace back on mm. <laughs> and didn't just put it in the drawer. Yeah, that's yeah. something I'd probably do. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know, if you someone breaks up with you, but you can keep the necklace, like, yeah, sure, I will. Yeah, okay, but then just throw it away. Or, you know. She'll keep it because she loves him still or something. Mm. I haven't decided it yet. She Love. might not keep it. She might just it, – it's not going to be the thing that finds them there, though. She just keep, might just be she keeps nah. the necklace because okay, it's cool. whatever. But they, they break up, basically, and you see the breakup there. Basically, also, while they've been travelling, Scotty's been with the prisoner. Good. Because they've got nowhere else to keep her, and he has to go there because it's too hot in the engine room because the engine's overheating, so he's sleeping in the brig. Um, and so he's really pissed off too when they catch him. He's like, she's in my bedroom. That's what I sleep. Um, so then I'm really enjoying being Scottish. Um, so then, yeah, so he's kind of been talking to her and he's kind of, you know, she wants to know what he does and yep. he explains it. Uh, he's the engineer, et cetera. Um, so Kirk has to do a mission report and he goes to the Federation and they're not really stoked about the fact that he's got this prisoner that he's brought back to. Like that's not the mission. You failed in every other part of the mission and you brought a prisoner back. He's like, they're not interested in the Federation out in that part of space. They mm. just don't want anything to do with this past the nebula. Don't know why. Mm. They just do not like the Federation. It could even be just like, we don't take pr- prisoners. We're the Federation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. You know, you don't bring them back. He's like, she warped aboard. You know, what yeah. else was I going to do? Anyway, so they decide that because she's, they decide she's a terrorist, she's a possible risk, you know, we can't keep her here. We're going we're gonna to move her off. Mm-hmm. And it's on your next. What we'll do is we'll get you to fly via wherever. Through the nebula, there's a prison colony. Drop her off there. All right. It's like cool. So that, and then you can continue on the rest of your mission. So they have a bit of a break. Uh, Spock and Kirk have a talk about it, and and Spock a- agrees with Kirk that something just feels off about the Federation's reaction to this woman and to the whole thing and that whole planet. They're like, yeah, just don't worry about it. Mm. And Spock's kind of like, it just seems illogical that they would not want us to investigate it further. We, we want to, you know, we want to know what's going on. Basically, at this point. That's when he gets interrupted and he finds about the death of Ambassador Spock. Yep. Because it just fucking happens in the film. Yeah. So I think it happens there and Kirk's actually with him. And he's That'd like, be nice, yeah. I'm really sorry for your loss. Maybe the hug, I don't know. But it's just a nice friendship moment because at no point – so they're supposed to be best friends. Like Spock killed a guy and showed anger and emotion because his friend was hurt and it was killed by Khan in the last film. And in this film, you, you wouldn't know they're friends. No, you get much more of that mm. with um, Bones and Kirk, you know. Which, and which is, Bones, Bones and, and Kirk, Spock, oddly. Bones and Spock's a Actually, great partnership. Yeah. I'm rehashing that. That's great. <laughs> but like Bones and Bones and Spock, uh, Bones and Kirk are friends before they hit mm, when yeah. they joined Starfleet. Yeah. But I think Spock and Kirk are 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 probably different kind of friends, and I just think there needs to be more of that. So that's what's there. That he finds out that information there, and then you know they 
they escort the prisoner and it's like, all right, we're leaving. So everyone kind of does their packing up, see you later. We might even do another Chekhov gag where, like, he gets slapped by another alien while other aliens are looking. I just want to keep hamming that up. I like that joke. Do it. Um, also, Anton Yelchin, he's great. Mm. Sadness. You know, yeah. Yeah. His parents are suing the car company. Good. Good. So they should. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, they decide that they're going to escort the prisoner. Kirk, they go back and say, will you escort the prisoner? And Kirk is like, yep, I will. Because the day before, he's like, oh, I don't know if this is really our mission, but something between a conversation between him and Spock may have made him change his mind. Anyway, as soon as they're flying out, it's like, great, guys, this is really good. This is really good. Uh, Chekhov and Sulu, yeah, go that way. Like, that's another way to the prison colony. It's like, oh, we're not going. We're not going to the prison colony. Uh, we're going back to that planet. I want to find out what she, what she knows. Because there's something going on. Federation aren't telling us. This person's not telling mm-hmm. us. We need to find out. Again, another argument. God, we can't go against the Federation. Like, that's just bad, you know, da 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 da, da. Could you, um, before that happens in Yorkton, if they kind of like, I think it's in episode two, where um, Obi-Wan's trying to find a planet and it just doesn't exist in like the in the files. Hey, yeah, 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 so, yeah. Something like that where... Yeah. Um, well, maybe that's Spock goes and investigates. Yeah, and it's like there's, there's something else there that's weird. Like there's there's anomaly here. There's there's something missing. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. Sus, sus, Take sus. Take some lessons from Attack of the Clones. And oh, that. I will. Um, And then her and Spock will reunite over sand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think that that's something like that. So they, they know something iffy, I think, mm. that, that pits them off. Anyway, they, again, the deciding vote falls to Spock. And Uhura is really against this. She's like, because this is the thing, she's she's very by the book. And I think you lose that in a lot of the episodes. Yeah. She doesn't like Kirk a lot. She respects him. But she's always been like, no, we've got to do what the Federation say. Huh. She's like, I don't think this is a good idea, guys. Like, I, I really think this could be dangerous for us. We don't know what's down there. I'm not necessarily – I want to know what's going on just as much as you do, but I think we need to investigate it further, see if we can go somewhere else. I would talk to her. I would see if we get more information out of her. I don't think we should land on this dangerous planet again because I don't want to put the crew in danger. Mm-hmm. It's really dangerous. And Spock overrules her because his, his theory is, first of all, I'm always going to back in Kirk because I like Kirk. But second of all, the girl's not talking. If she was going to talk, she would talk to us earlier. We, we should do our own in, independent investigation because anything we get given will be tainted by her opinion or by the opinions of the Federation. I don't know if I'm nailing my Spockisms, but hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, it's a very logical kind of thing, and yeah. it's kind of like it's it's a way for him to be logical and still back Kirk. Well, yeah, it's it's logical and still backing Kirk because also he's half and half. Yeah, you know, he's he's Vulcan, but he's also human. He's willing to say bullshit and stuff like that. So Scotty's down there. He's gone down to talk to the prisoner because they've kind of bonded weirdly, and also because he still can't sleep in the ship because it's still really hot. <laughs> so <laughs> he's sleeping in the brig still because he kind of likes it. It's quiet and it's close to the engine. So if something goes wrong, he can rush straight there. He doesn't have to come all the way down. Okay. Um, so he's down there and he's talking to this jailer again. He's like, oh, we're, we're going to go home to your planet. I, it's, I think that's what we're going to do. And you hear the, you know, any, oh, no, sorry. Let me, let me, I've fucked my own pitch up, guys. So, so oh, what? Backtrack. So they're down in there, Scotty and, and mm. jailer. And, and she's. Is he still lot, Montgomery Scotty? Yeah. Great. And she's, she's really calm. She's a lot calm. So she was really agitated and really angry before. And she's just a lot calmer. And she's like, you know, because she thinks she's. Going into a prison colony very far away from that planet and never wants to go back there again. So that's really good. And she's glad to be leaving the nebula behind her. And then the PA announcement from the captain okay, there's been a change of plan. Federation have told us we've got to go back to the planet, blah, blah, blah. And she just loses her mind. She's like, no, 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 you can't go back there. You can't go back. It's like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what's, what's so bad? Like, you, calm down. We, we, we're, you know, we're the crew of the Enterprise. We'll, we'll get, you know, we're, t- we're a team. You know, we'll look after you. And she's like, you don't understand. You can't look after anyone. Do not go back there. And she's like, he's like, why, why can't we, you know, why can't we go back there? And she's like, because if you go back there, he'll, he'll find you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's like, who, who's he? She's like, the man with the badge and the bees, he'll kill you. She's like, he's like, the badge and the bees, what the fuck? Oh, fuck, that sounds so, oh, I'm getting chilled. <laughs> <laughs> and then... The radar pings. Mm. What the fuck is that? They've come through the nebula. What's that thing? And basically we have the mm. uh, one of the coolest scenes in a Star Trek movie in which those ships appear, break away, and carve the fucking Enterprise to pieces. Um, except in this time they're not looking for a weird mm. artifact that's a weapon that like they had stolen from ages ago. They're looking for something in the computer. They're, they're trying to – they're crashing into it and they're just raiding the ship, but they're actually looking for some kind of computer file on the ship. Mm-hmm. Right? And Kirk's like, I don't know what they want. I don't know what they want. And, you know, what, what are they trying to find? And he's like, guys, what are they doing? What are they doing? And Chekhov's like, you know, trying to sort it out. Uh, and basically they work out they're after some kind of like ID 
thing, like a like a, a, a swipe card or a- no, 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 like a like a. Think of it like a like a, a you know on your computer if you change your VPN is that the word I'm looking for okay so that you you aren't recognised as yourself so they're looking for that that identifies the ship as the Starship Enterprise to computers all right so yeah trying to find that and they're, they're looking for that the serial number a yeah, serial number something like that so they <laughs> this fight goes on Idris Elba's character does not board the ship that always irritated me a little bit because I'm like no nah, he's not getting on there he's a big bad guy he's you're not not going to see him yet nah, no fair just enough. goons yeah, just good. goons just those bees. Just the bees. So the people are fighting them all, uh, and exactly as it happens in the film, Kirk manages to like hide the thing somewhere. Uh, the ship starts to go down, um, and basically the entire team gets split. So Bones and Spock end up exactly as they do on an yeah. alien ship together. Oh, it'd be like a fucking in- encryption key. If anyone knows like some certain audio software, you can't use it unless you have this damn USB thing just plugged into the back of it. Yeah, let's call so it an encryption key. A little encryption key, something like that, like the master encryption key for the USS Enterprise. You have this is basically you have to have this for the fucking everything to work. So you'd have a you'd let's have a that. physical something. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's what they're after. Good. <laughs> uh, so then so they do that. Um Carol, Uhura and Sulu try to eject get captured, as they do in the film. Um, now, Scotty and Jayla are in the same part of the ship, and he frees her and they jump in a pod and they both crash on the planet together in that little rocket instead mm-hmm. of him falling falling off a cliff and then somehow getting off the cliff. Oh. It's never explained, but it's there. And then the last two are obviously Kirk and, uh, and, and Chekhov. Do yep. their little jump out. There is no weird... Alien who lures them back to the planet, who also looks like she has a face hugger head, but not quite a full face hugger head. Yeah, um, yeah. She's a what shit character. She? I don't even know her name, but she gets flattened by the ship, and that's yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> she um, does the whole Prome- uh, Charlie's thrown in the Prometheus gag. Sure, just she, like, she just stands up. Goes, oh my god, run, I'm gonna die. Run sideways. Side- no, you did it again. Well, in her defence, the you ship couldn't. is falling that's this true. way. It is. She. Charlie's she, Theron she is fucked. an imbecile. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in the same way that Rickon should have zigzagged, so should Charlize. Mm, I know, guys. Always Just zigzag. zigzag. Always, Always zigzag. Something's fallen on you. Serpentine. No, Serpentine. Fuck. It's the rule of movies, guys. Yeah. So basically, we well, they all land on the planet and they're all separated. You have a similar beat uh, where Bones and Spock are doing the whole wound thing. Basically, Bones and Spock's story arc mm-hmm. is exactly the same because I'm not going to mess with perfection. Yeah, that was good. That was it's real good. good. Don't be pretty good, Amy. No, like I don't really like Spock. Well, he's a dickhead. <laughs> but bone, the bones part like of that Spock. section was great. You're not meant to like Spock. He's meant to be inhuman and. But he's very like... effective because I hate his guts. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> so yeah, no, so, bones is yeah good. Right. So they 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 decide to sort of keep you know mm. walking and and uh, and exploring and trying to help Spock and reunite with the rest of the crew, but they can't. Yeah. Chekhov and Kirk are doing the same. They're, they're going to go right. We can't find anyone. We'll head back to the ship and see if there's any survivors. Right, and then we'll then we'll try to find the rest of the crew. So they head off to do the ship, um, and Kirk's always like, "I also know what they're after," and I hit it on the ship. So meanwhile, Scotty's like coming too, and fucking James just got a gun in his face. He's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" She's like, "You know." Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Montgomery Scotty, hmm. you're going to fix my 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 ship. I'm getting off this planet. He's like, you have a ship. She's like, yes. You will be. You, I, I, I'm good at ships, but I'm not. I'm you know. Mm. I'm an enterprise engineer. I'm I'm good at Starfleet ships. She's like, yes. He's like, so what are you saying? She's like, you're Starfleet ship. He's like, what? You have a? She's like, come on. And off they go. And then it's revealed that good. Her house is is a crashed Starfleet ship. Mm. I liked her calling it her home. That was her nice. home. Maybe she calls it a home as well <laughs> instead of a ship. Um, turn my home. Fly my home out of here, and he's just like, "Okay, this is fucked up. Why do you have access?" <laughs> also, gunpoint because she doesn't trust him at all. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the captured crew are in that weird death campy thing, uh, and they're kind of just handcuffed and they're trapped on there. Um, and basically, they're all taken out of their Star Trek. You know, all the Starfleet uniforms are taken off them, and they're given like prison clothes, mm. and the uniforms are just taken away. It's like, where are they going with all their uniforms? Yeah. Uh, and so, is there a scene, obviously, where Carol's just in her underwear again? Well, no, no, no. I was going to think that they're they're in like jumpsuits okay, yeah. and the uniform is being taken away. I didn't want to do like Tom. I don't think you've thought about the trailer for your film. <laughs> do I need to have Carolyn around? Yeah, nope. Spock in his underwear. All right, yeah, even better. No, nah. oh, he's over there. John Cho, mm-hmm. John Cho. Yeah, underwear. Right, cool. yeah, 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 done. Yeah, just add some a- alien style um, Idris Elba in there as well, and you know, yeah, you'll sell tickets. At this point, while they're doing it, they're kind of looking around, and there's just this like dude up on a balcony that they can't see just like a hooded figure looking down at them like what the fuck is this you know (laughs) who is that guy (laughs) Ah, Um, and basically they (laughs) realize that you know as as they're kind of being pushed around Sulu and Ahura watch a (laughs) (laughs) I just scratched my ears and my headphones fell off anyway Sulu and Ahura noticed that like there's like an opening and it's like, you know, okay. <laughs> keep going. Okay. Yep. Saul and Aru knows there's an opening and Carol's like, go. Like, I'll look after the crew. Get, you know, see if you can find Kirk. We've got to get out of here. So they sneak off and Carol, like, I don't know, distracts somebody by pretending to faint because that's a stupid feminine thing that we would make her do if we were Damon Lindelof. Yeah. Oh, no, we get her naked. That's what we do if we were Damon Lindelof. Yeah. Anyway, so they kind of sneak off um, to suss at what's going on with the robe figure. Uh you would then kind of jump back to you'd sort of do a bit more Bones of Spock. You're basically jumping around to these stories. So Bones of Spock's story is exactly the same. Uh, Scotty's trying to fix the ship and he's learning more and more information from Jayla about how she got here, that this was her home planet, and then the man with the badge and the bees arrived and he, he everyone went, everyone killed everyone. And he's, she's like, he's like, I don't understand. He's like, the man, he, he's been f- flying around from planet to planet and he just he just destroys everything. Everyone in this galaxy is is scared of the badge. And he's like, what does his badge look like? You know, maybe that'll help us. And she just points and he turns around and on the wall is the big Starfleet insignia of the ship. It's good, Tom. It's like, and Scotty's like, he has a Starfleet badge. He's, he's he got a Federation badge. And she's just like, yes. And they, that's, that's, you know, I was like, what the fuck is all this about? Yeah, they're bonding. They're being friends. Kirk and. Is this why everyone at the start didn't want to borrow of Kirk? Oh, maybe, maybe sure, maybe, hmm. maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Kirk and Chekhov get back to the ship. Basically, have another sequence where they're trying to find the the swipe card. You know that he's hidden on the ship. They get ambushed by uh, a group of the thugs that that um, the mysterious robed figure, Idris Elba. Let's be honest, that's who it is. Uh, <gasps> oh my god! Spoiler guys. Uh, he he's like you know. Go back and get it, but you don't obviously see that because that's stupid because he knows that, that he didn't get it off Kirk, so it must be still on the ship. Hmm. So Kirk gets it. They end up sort of fighting. The ship crashes, blah, 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 and then they're, they're running and they're being chased by, you know, these people of the, the bad guys. And, again, they do the same thing. They set off one of Jayla's traps, which is what happened the first time. Kirk set off a trap. She goes out. She beats the shit out of the bad guys. Then she beats the shit out of Chekhov and Kirk, and she drags them back. And Scotty's like, guys, and he's free. It's like, why did she beat us up? And he's like, why did you beat them up? She's like, well, they wouldn't come with me if I didn't beat them up. Like, are you an idiot? <laughs> like, how else would I get them here? And he's like, what, what the hell's going on? And um, Scotty's like, I think you're going to want to see this. And basically, Scotty reveals that what they're standing in is the wreck of the Franklin, mm-hmm. exactly the same as, as the main plot. And he's like, the Franklin, this is the... This is that ship. Like this ship went missing years ago. Like how is it here? And it's in it's in pretty good condition. And she doesn't know. Um, 
it's just what it is. He's like, this is really bizarre. He's like, could you get any of the systems to work? It's like, yeah, yeah. So they start trying to do the same teleporty, getting the warp drives back up to try to get it functional again. Um, at this point, Uhura and Sulu have like sneaking, have been sneaking around doing like a clandestine mission. Cause I don't know, let's give them something fucking to do instead of going, right. oh, we found the computer screen. Oh, now we're caught. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, they get captured, obviously, cause you can't sneak around or they sneak in and the bad guys catch them and they get taken to Idris Elba and they're brought in there and Uhura's like arguing about, you can't do this. We're the Federation. We stand for peace in the galaxy. Our whole team is here. We are stronger because we're together kind of thing. And then just in the back of the room, you just hear, you don't look very strong now. Ooh. And she turns around and there's just, this guy just steps into the light and it's this captain and he's in a Starfleet uniform. And he doesn't look any different to what he looked like when he went missing all those years ago. Oh. He just walks forward and she's like, holy fuck, you're Captain. I can't remember the guy's name. How good is that? How good is that? <laughs> good pitch. It's Captain Elba. You're Captain Idris Elba. <laughs> Tonight we're cancelling the Star Trek apocalypse. <laughs> um, Perfect. And yeah, so she's, it's like, you know, you're not very strong now. It's like, well, he's like, the Federation is a lie. And he goes on this massive rant about, the Federation is a lie and you work for a lie. And that uniform that you wore was a lie and your captain is a lie and everything you stand for is a lie because mankind is not meant to be united. Mankind is meant to be divided. That's just what happens. We are, you, we, we thrive on fighting. It's that same speech that he gives how we, we thrive on having to fight one another. And she's like, what are you doing? Why have you captured us? What, what, what are you after? What do you want? You know, Kirk will be here. He will come. And he's like, I know. I want him to come. I want him to come and get you because then he'll bring me exactly what I need to finish my evil plan. Better dialogue than that. Mm -hmm. Um, At which point... Could it just be like divided into rule or is it just definitely divided? Like mankind wasn't meant to be whatever. We're meant to rule, not... Maybe maybe rule. Are we going for a divide? I was going for more like anarchistic. He believes in kind of that everyone... You know, we, we pretend to be these higher beings and we're not. You know, we're just fighting little shit stains of people. Mm-hmm. And effectively, because this this is the whole point, so Sulu starts to try to escape and fight them off. He's like, see, your friend gets it. Your friend gets it. There's no there's no us. There's just you and you're fighting everyone. And I'm going to show the entire galaxy that that's what we're going to do. And Uhura's like, what the fuck are you talking about? At which point he just like stabs Sulu in the neck. Whoa. We're not with a knife. <laughs> and Sulu drops to the floor. He's like, Sulu, you're okay. Now, I want Jayla's black lines to disappear. What? <laughs> so she has black lines on her face. Yeah. And then they're just gone once she's back in the prison cell. And Scotty can maybe comment on about, hey, your lines aren't there. What the fuck's with that? She's like, oh, what lines? I don't know what you're talking about. This is what I look like. And he's like, okay, that's weird. And she's like trying to get started. And Sula sits up and he's got black lines on his face. Oh. She's like, what the fuck is this? And then he just like slams her in the throat. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. He's like, see, you're a man, a man on your team. Cannot stand the side of you. And basically, he's like rage virus Sulu. So Sulu is like a raging monster and just starts like trying to beat the shit out of her. And she's just like, I don't know what to do. Like my teammates, mm. you know, our, our crew's like turning against you. It's like, this is what you will be. You will be, you know, my puppets in my game that I'm going to do because I'm a bad guy. <laughs> anyway, Kirk and Bones and everyone are reunited in the other side of the planet. Uh, and they do the, let's let's go in there, we'll get our team out, we can get the Franklin going, and we'll escape. Oh, cool. Does he get to pop a few wheelies in his motorbike still? He absolutely does. Ah, oh, sick. There also may be some ships surfing on a wave made of other ships to sabotage. But <laughs> hey, which was the best sequence in the movie. Anyway, so it's this kind of heist set piece where they, they go in there and um, they attempt to liberate, but fail. Yep. I, Kirk gets captured because he's too, He's doing his own thing. He's, mm. he's trying to be the adventurer on his own. Bones is doing something else. This person's doing everyone's, – everyone's divine. They're not, everyone's, they're not together. They're, they're not working as a team, you oh, might yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And they get, they get, they get thwarted. And Idris Elba comes out and just beats the shit out of Kirk. And Kirk's like standing there and he's like, oh, I'll take you on, Idris Elba. He's like, you can take me on. Yeah, okay. But what about your friends? Can you beat your friends? Oh. And Kirk's like, what do you mean? And then the rest of the crew come out and they've all got black lines on their faces. Carol, Uhura, Sulu. He's just like, 
what is this? And they all just like start trying to grab him. And he's just like, ah, shit, this is really bad. Oh my god. It just helps. Gets the Muppet thing. Gets the it? thing. <laughs> he's like, cool, got it. Boom, off he goes. Uh, and the like the while Kirk is fighting off this army of his crew, the bees all start to leave with Idris Elba, and they, they're flying away. And they're where are they going? We don't know where they're going. And there must have been some ominous threat, like you know, I will the Federation will burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will burn the Federation to the ground. I will burn it to the ground. Something like that. I'm doing lots of voices today. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm very detained by um, As they're kind of f- fighting, mm. I imagine that they're on the they're in the Franklin trying to work out how they're going to save all these people. The, the crew's really violent and aggressive. Kirk's going to die. Oh, my God, the crew are getting beaten the shit out of them. And Jayla's like trying to get music to start playing because I imagine that the reason she's playing that music is she's like it keeps the bees away. He's like, what are the bees? And it's like, the bees, the bees, you know, keeps yeah. the bees. And pointing to her face. Pointing to her face. So it's going to like clams on the music. As soon as the music starts, all the people, they're just like, boom, boom. Uh, the black good. falls off their faces and they're back to normal. Yep. So it's a sound-based kind of bee. Commu- I took the bee communicating between the ships mm-hmm. and just made it that um, Idris Elba's taken his whole old crew and he's found some fucked up thing that makes you just like incredibly violent and you control to the alpha, which would be him. Yep. Um, so he's controlling them all. He gives them the black lines on their face, and it means that they can communicate as a unit. Mm-hmm. Like so, they're united mm. in their efforts to divide. Yes, I'm just putting the theme on top of the theme on top of the theme on top of the theme here. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if it works, but you know, hey, it's there. <laughs> it's there. Themes are nice. Themes are good. Anyway, so with with the crew kind of back together again, it'd be a nice moment where like a hero and Spock, like she almost punches him, and she's like, I can't punch you. <laughs> and then they just make out. Is that what happens? <laughs> I don't really know. Anyway, they, they get back on the ship and they're like, what do we do? We've got to work out what it is. And, and Hura's like, you know who that was? Kirk's like, who was it? And she's like, yeah, of course. You never fucking studied. Ooh. Oh, no. That's Captain Blah 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 of the Franklin. He's like, the Franklin's like hundreds of years old. How, oh. how did they end up here? Like, he looks fine. And then they discover that some kind of wormhole incident, similar to the Khan thing, but better. <laughs> they've gone through a wormhole and ended up on this planet in this timeline. So yep. they've actually only been here for a few years, but they're kind of stuck in a weird time fuck-up thing. Okay. Uh, so they're actually, you know, traveling for ages. He's found this thing. He's become evil. Um, and he's, he's snapped. And they're like, what's he going to do? Like, why? What was his plan? It's like, well, what did he want? And Kirk like, well, he wanted the ship's encryption key. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, why the fuck would he want an encryption key? Like, that doesn't do anything for him. You know, I I don't understand. And... And then Jayla says, you know, they, they, what, what happened when he attacked the first day when he landed here and he started, you know, taking out your planet? Because it wasn't this planet necessarily that they landed on. This might be just the closest one to the nebula. They were probably way out in the galaxy somewhere. And she goes, when they arrived, it looked just like your ship. Like when they come back, they come back and they look just like your ship. But then they break away. Um, and I think when they get attacked by them the first time, it almost looks like a gigantic Starfleet ship and then just splits into all those little ships. Yep. It's like... What do you mean? It's like, yeah, the shape of the shed looked exactly like your ship. And he's like, why would they want to look like our ship? Like, this doesn't make any sense. What could they do an encryption key for? And she goes like, oh, the encryption key? Yeah, no, you have one of them, otherwise you can't get inside Yorktown. Oh. It's like, what? He's like, yeah, you, you turn it on and it sends out a thing and they recognize that it's a Starfleet ship and they'll let you on board. He's like, oh, my God, they're going to they're gonna use the serum. They're mm. going to give it to the air filtration system on Yorktown. They're going to flood... Yorktown with the thing that's going to turn everyone into a psycho and people are going to literally rip their own faces off. Like it's going to just be like 28 days later in space. Uh, note to self, right, 28 days later in space. <laughs> um, and so it's like, right, we've got, to, we've got to stop him. We've got to work together. We've got to show him that we're a good team. Mm-hmm. And basically you'd have the sequence they take off in the Franklin. It's, oh, we did it. We're a team again. I'm going to use the word team one more time. Uh, they fly out of the nebula and they're flying towards the starships and the, the ship is coming to, like towards Yorktown in a giant team. Format. It's like, team. <laughs> team, team, team. A giant, basically, Starfleet ship. Cool. Um, in which the guy from Heroes and Star Wars, weirdly, doing exactly the same job he has in Star Wars. Yeah. Been in a different film, buddy. Good on him. Though. No, 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 let him go. No, He's no. great. All right. Yeah. Matt from JJ Heroes. loves him. Yeah. Greg something. 
Matt from Heroes. Matt <laughs> from Heroes. He reads the mind. He's like, oh my god, it's a, it's an evasion. Yeah, he's an alias too, right? He yes. is an alias. He's in pretty much everything that J.J. Abrams ever. He was the pilot. He was the guy who crashed the plane in Lost. He's the pilot in Lost. He was going to be the main character, and then they decided to kill him. Really? He was. Oh god. Captain Kirk's dad or stepdad in uh, On Earth. He was the voice. Was he really? Yeah. Well, I'm like 80% sure now. Because you questioned me. I'm like, oh. (laughs) Don't question my facts. I don't know. Um, Basically, you have the same set piece because the best set piece of the film is the ship surfing on the ships because they realise to break it, they need to play the music really loudly so they blast the music Mm -hmm. because that sequence was fucking awesome. It's pretty good. Pretty fucking good. Um, And then Kirk like rushes in to be like, I've got to stop this guy from becoming gassing everyone, infecting everybody with this rage thing that makes them a psycho. Mm-hmm. We've got to prove that, you know, we're better than this. We're not monsters. How would you up the scale of the rage virus? Because you've only given it to the ships, that the, the crew of the Enterprise, and they haven't ripped each other's faces off. They've just sort of become a unified huh. team. No, okay, Whereas... maybe that's better. Maybe that's better. Maybe instead of the fight, instead of working as a uni- united team, he gives them the rage virus thing, and mm-hmm. Kirk's like trying to fight them, and then they all just start fighting one another. Okay. So the maybe. team's fighting each other. Maybe. Does that mm, work? Not really. Mm. Well, maybe they're not. Maybe they don't become united then. Well, as you said, if you're giving them to the Federation, then it's like yeah, then, yeah, then yeah. they're unified. So you need to. So what it needs to be? No, is but instead of Captain Idris Elba can just tell them whatever to do, right? So he's like, fight Kirk. But then when he does everyone in Yorktown, it's like kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, no, it's shit. Yeah. I, I, like, I like the idea of if they just go nuts. Well, fuck you. <laughs> and I think I think it, what it does is it needs to be some kind of explanation. So I think there should is be it, a beat where Carol or Bones, Carol gets the thing and she analyzes it and she goes, it spikes the adrenal gland through the roof. Yeah. So you are permanently in a state of fight or flight. Yeah. You can't be reasoned with, you can't be calmed down, you just fight. Yeah. So maybe when he's like, can you fight? Yeah, you can, you can fight, maybe can you fight all your friends? Instead of being every friend that he's got, maybe it's just Sulu. Mm-hmm. And he has to fight Sulu, and then all of a sudden he realizes that all the other prisoners are just like standing there, like handcuffed, and then all of a sudden the gates just open and they all just start beating. Like there's just a brawl mm. with his That's crew cool. fighting. Maybe that's probably yeah. better. Yeah, it's just like, like I'm just trying to think in terms of like a virusy thing. If you want to kind of escalate it, or even like kind of you need to kind of have like the rule of what it does. Like you can't have a rage virus. Like this rage virus makes you under my control. But if we give it to everyone else, they rip each other's faces. Yeah, off. that's true. So if need... I did that in a film, you would do a podcast on that part yes. of the film. And we, so let like... me let me let me try it again. When you get this thing, it just <laughs> it just spikes your adrenal gland, and you yeah. are permanently in a fight or flight, and you just fight. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And so the scene where it's like, okay, can you fight me or your crew? And so Captain Krell, I think that was his alien name. Krell, I'm sure yeah. Actual captain was. I it was like Bastion or something like that. <sighs> so he's like, "Can you fight? You know, you me, your crew opens it up or whatever." But like, yeah, Sulu comes out, like all fucking ready to go, and the rest of his crew are like chained up, but they're like yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, break yeah, 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 out yeah. of the chains, like they're like frothing good, yeah. at the mouth and like, yeah. "I want to fucking punch ons, mate, punch ons." Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. Oh, that's Amity. What happened, you, Carney? <laughs> You're just gonna let me wander off that cliff on my own, yeah, <laughs> like some kind of Scotty on a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, that's basically it. They, they learn this thing. Uh, also, yeah, they, they learn that, that, that mm. it, yeah, yeah, does that. Yes, cool. And it gives um, Carol something to do as well. Like, gives oh, Carol something. Well, I always had that she was going to do that. I just forgot that part just now. I like Carol. But that's what she does. She basically gets it and she works out what it is and she's like, I can try to make a vaccine for it, but I don't know. I need more time for it. We're not going to have it ready. You need Spock to. Spock just pimes up. Mm, oof, vaccine. I don't want uh, the Starfleet to have autism, so... I don't know if we can do this. He says, I don't want the Starfleet to have autism. And her just turns around and goes, what, like you? <laughs> Boom! Ooh, but Shit. seriously, though. <laughs> the vaccine, yep. Yeah. Anyway, so there's, she's trying, but she can't do it in time. So basically they've got to, they've got to stop it from being released. Mm-hmm. Similar thing. You have that great, which my favourite bits is like, Spock's like, no, it's logical that I go in the ship, but you're injured. He's like, well, then it would be logical for you to put a doctor on board who also knows the inside of the ship. He's going to hate this. <laughs> That's the best. That Do that good. exact beat. I li- yeah, I really like like Spock and Bones' relationship in this film. Just because Bones hates everything. I feel like there needs to be a bit at the start when, when Kirk's talking about mm. how the crew is slowly fraying and everybody hates everything. It's like, have you noticed that the crew is really tense lately or is it just me? And Bones is like, what? The crew is really tense? He's like, oh, I forget. You're just – that's just you. You know, you're just like that permanently. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are you doing anything with, like, Carol and um, Kirk romantically? Well, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have a, I've got one romantic subplot. Like, 
they didn't really it's, do anything in Into Darkness. Yeah. It cheapens her ability. It's a, look, it's it's a, it's like it's kind of like the Olympic Village, right? <laughs> you got a bunch of young, fit men and women in a small environment. You know, things are going to happen. It doesn't matter. You've got to focus on it. But yeah, something's happened over there. Maybe, something's maybe, happened. maybe instead of fighting Solo, he has to fight Carol. Oh, that's not a bad idea. It's not an option because Sulu's one of the people chained up because he's fought Ahura mm. and subdued her. Yeah, yeah, give Carol right, something. Yeah, right. so Carol, oh, Carol, sick fight scene. Though. Kirk has to fight Carol, but he won't hit her, and he's like, "Fuck!" He's getting his ass kicked, and it just will be like, "You are weak. <laughs> <laughs> you are as weak as a little man." He's <laughs> Arnie. <laughs> um, anyway, so the final climactic fight scene is that that. Better than this. They're not in that mm. stupid anti-grav chamber. They're like running through like pipes and ventilation shafts and fighting him. Um, and before like Kirk thinks he's going to stop him, beat him up, blah, blah, blah. They have the big speeches like, yeah, but, you know, I'm not on my own. And then Spock and Bones like fly in and like blow something up and he's like, oh, and the thing gets flown away and it hits something. And then just at the last second, like it's like, oh, good to see you guys. Susan, excellent to have you here. Um, Idris Elba's like, Half alive still, and just picks up a vaccine and just stabs Kirk in the back with it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh shit!" And then Kirk gets the black lines in his face and <gasps> just starts going like ape shit on Spock, <gasps> and it's Spock on Kirk. because <gasps> it's like you're the captain. No, you're not the captain. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically, at the end of this, the the the, the scene with the confrontation between Kirk and Idris Elba would end with them. Winning, but then Spock has to defeat Kirk, basically. And it's like, oh no, this is so you know, we're fighting, 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 and they don't do they, they don't really have a vaccine for it. What are they gonna do? And it's like I was doing the fact like, could I kill one of them? <laughs> no. I don't think uh, I can. Though. Unfortunately we can't, because we kinda did that last film. Yeah. So basically <laughs> Kirk becomes the rage thing and he's fighting and Idris Elba's still kind of alive and just taunting him. He's like, see, you are just a blah, 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 weak little man. Mm-hmm. You who think you're better than this, you're Starfleet, you're Federation. It's like, you are terrible. I hate you. So, <laughs> Actual dialogue from the film. Actual dialogue <laughs> from the film. Idris would sell it. Mm. Yeah, and I think, like, Kirk, mm-hmm. I don't know whether this is super lame, but I want to do it anyway because I just want something super lame. Be I lame. want some heart for Carney. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right, hit me. So they're, like, fighting. And I think Spock starts trying to talk to him mm-hmm. or something along, like something like that. And he's just trying to get him over, like just, you know, and Kirk just like keeps coming at him and Spock's just like talking to him and just like, no, you're Captain James T. Kirk, da-da-da-da-da. <clears throat> you're the greatest, you know, thing. You're named, da-da-da, you're named after your father. Something about his dad, right? Yeah. The, the similar to his dad. And, that, that, and Kirk just stops because like, there's a part of him that even with all the animal rage inside him, there's like a part... It's like it's still a human bit of him there. And then to subvert the really corniness of that, it would be like, you know, he stops for a second and then Bones hits him over the head with something heavy. That's good. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then... So I thought you were going to go with the whole with um, Idris taunting him, like uh, Captain Kirk would do a very... You know, cliche zombie moment where you're looking over that way and you quickly turn and then he just beelines to Idris. (laughs) Uh, He could do that too. He could do that first mm. and then turn on Spock. Maybe. And Spock talks him out of it. Either Is way. that lame? Yeah, I kind of like it though. Yeah, it it's works. Bit, it's like it's lame, but like Star it's corny, Trek. But just, that's yeah. what I mean. I'm like, I'm in the Star Trek world. Yeah. yeah. Like there's always been bits of kind of like, all right, guys, you're fine. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> and then from there, it's kind of Kirk recovers. Mm. Does he still have a birthday party? No, he doesn't. How does he recover? Just, 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 just all wearing casual down. clothes. So I think they recover and then he learns by talking to Spock or talking to Uhura or some member of the crew that the Federation knew that the USS Franklin was out there and they knew that the captain was out there mm-hmm. and they kind of were like, oh, it's not a problem anymore. And Kirk's mm-hmm. like, I don't agree with that. Like that's not what the Federation is. Mm. And then it would be just super controversial to spin off into other sequels. Kirk and the crew of the Enterprise – Take the USS Franklin and just fuck off. <laughs> and on form their own. their own new federation. We, they become the, they basically become the Batman of space. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping an eye, you know, we're, we're, we're it's, and it's basically the thing of, we're going back out into space. Uh-huh. It's getting a bit repetitive. 
We're not for the Federation anymore. Mm-hmm. We're here making sure that the Federation, because the Federation isn't perfect, and Idris Elba had some valid points, is that some of their methods don't work and mm-hmm. some of the things they do just aren't right. Okay. So okay. every time they go to do something fucking dodgy, we'll yeah. be there. Yeah, you could even have something with like Idris Elba's giant speech at the start. Idris Elba, whatever. His giant speech at the start um, talking about, you know, how the Federation was first started. And he's like, you could, like, you know what we did? Yeah. We did blah, blah, Yeah, it'd blah, be all that. Blah, it's like, blah. you believe in the Federation. The Federation kills, it murders. It, it has burnt planets to the ground. It's enslaved, you know, yeah. all that kind of shit, oh, you know. Oh, absolutely. All and then he can crap. kind of get back and they start digging through it. Yeah. And you just have them standing on the bridge of the ship and Spock's kind of there. And it's like, are you sure you want to do this, James? It's mm-hmm. like, yes. What do you think, Spock? And Spock's like, well, I think that if, you know, if you have a virus that's out of control, you have to have an antivirus to, to make sure it doesn't oh. spread too far. We will be the vaccine for space. Basically, though, they, they go out and become like a rogue crew. They go beyond, beyond. They go beyond, beyond. Because I thought Star Trek, the title is beyond. They're going beyond the Federation. And, like, it's probably not very Star Trek-y. And people who are Star Trek fans might get angry in that yeah, I, I say, literally you, just... You're, you're dead. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, if, if, yeah, you have them going off from the Federation, you might get some, oof, anger. Uh, more so than I think these actually he's already got. But I, I, I like it. It's kind of this idea of, like, you know, you know, who watches the Watchmen, you know, kind of idea. And it's like, well, yeah, who polices the Federation? And It's cool, but how long would they last out there? <laughs> well, I think, I think my, my theory would be is that... They kind of have this truce with the Federation mm. okay, in yeah. that the Federation like, has oh, We're going mistakes. out there, but we'll be watching. Could it be kind of like almost Federation-sanctioned yeah. Federation cops? I think, it's, like, I, think it's, I think it's internal affairs almost. The woman from Federation <laughs> is like, he was right. He should never have been allowed to do what he does, and he's caused a lot of damage to a lot of planets under the guise of the Federation. And there are, there are more like him out there, captains who've lost their minds, and mm. we need you to stop them. Mm. And the Star Wars theme plays just to confuse everybody. And a lens flare. Perfect film, really. I, I don't know. There's I, a sound of a lightsaber somewhere. When I came up with that of them leaving the Federation, I was like, oh, that's a bit ballsy. But I'm like, nah, fuck it. This is my, this is my Star Trek. I can quit the Federation. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're here. Whatever. And, like, it's, it's not a bad idea, to, especially if they're going to do a TV series, for example. Correct. Because then you could have the TV series focusing on the Federation stuff. And then if you're willing to kind of do, like, a film with the, um, you know, Captain Kirk and his crew, because it's got nothing with the Federation at all. It's got to do with the, their, their shit. It's really good. And so you kind of, you know, would have whatever's, you know, going on in the movie universe to be like, Oh, yeah, because of that, now we have this kind of stuff and different mandates, et cetera, et cetera. So you could play it off and it could have worked because, I mean, I'm not quite sure what they're doing with the TV series. Are they doing Prime It's a thing that's it? happening, right? I think they're going through each generation of it, like each iteration mm-hmm. and each crew, but that's just uh-huh. a weird thing to do considering they've already done this crew. It's a bit strange. Right. Um, so what, they're like flashing forward like years? Yeah. Or generations. Uh, that's a, wait. Are what? they having like a, a Captain Kirk character and stuff? Well, I think they're having like each each iteration is getting a like a version. I think. Uh, okay. Because I was saying because you could do something about yeah like a, a sort of a, a Star Trekky kind of thing with the Federations mm. and like that's a nice little TV thing and yeah every time we want to chuck in a movie we can be like oh what are the Beyond Beyonders doing? They're over there doing that. See. Correct. Yeah. Well, I'm basically the, the Guardians of the Galaxy of the Star Trek universe. <laughs> Which is kind of what the original trailer for it was sort of getting at. Yeah, that's what I thought. And it didn't quite really nail that time. Yeah. I've, I've just always liked this idea. But you and, have. And they, they almost hit it in Into Darkness as well. The Federation is good, but it's done some bad things to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think if they're choosing the idea to ignore it and that kind of stuff, it's like, well, no, we, we shouldn't ignore it. We should kind of acknowledge what we did. Yeah. Mm. Kind of, you know, pay back the universe you know, of what we what we kind of you know did there and own that, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's a really nice little end or end of it, especially kind of putting Kirk up into something of position of power, up, you know, beyond the Federation. Yeah, I, I think I think he's still beholden to the Federation, and I think it's the woman who plays <coughs> the yeah, yeah the woman. Who, I think she's on his side, and she kind of sanctions him. I don't trust her at all. I think they're kind of like you know, yeah, Nick it, Fury's. It, yeah. it definitely it just it needs to be a, <laughs> Nick Fury appears at the end of the film because the bridge is like. <laughs> We're going to bring down the Federation. <laughs> but, yeah, it needs to be like a Federation-sanctioned Federation cops. Yeah. 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 They're internal affairs, basically. Yeah. But 
but cooler, but much cooler. Yeah, Axe and Jayla, Jayla joins cooler, the crew. Yeah, well, what's cooler I, than? Yeah, I'm almost thinking that. Again, I'm being really controversial. I think if they get back, Sulu retires. Oh mm. boy, he's like, I can't go back up there. I, I, I beat the shit out of people. I yeah. did some bad things. I heard a hurrah. I, I'm uh, tired. You know, I, I, have, a, I have a daughter. I have a husband who I love. I'm staying here. And he's like, well, who's going to be my pilot? And he's like, Jayla has spent a long time on the planet in the bridge of the Franklin already, so she could take over. Yeah. Can she go. fly? <laughs> I reckon she can. Okay. I reckon we can intimate that she's a pretty good. Maybe she pilots the ship at one point. Yeah. You know. Something. Whatever. Okay. She's chock is full of midichlorians. She's real good at being a pilot. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she's full of midichlorians. Quite on Jinzai. Oh, wow. So many midichlorians. I'm getting all my styles confused. Mm, me too. It's always been a way. Um, but no, I liked it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd watch it. Great. Twice. You watch it twice? Yeah, probably twice. Okay. <laughs> Which is more than I can say for the current beyond. <laughs> I watched it once and that was enough. And on I that watch- note, <laughs> yeah. I've been Joel. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you guys have any thoughts and questions about Star Trek or Star Trek Beyond or Star Trek Beyond Beyonder, email us in, sanspantsradio at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at sanspantsradio. You can contact me personally at goddammitzamit. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. And I'm at Awkward Treed. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.